The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. This week's podcast of Zane's World is brought to you free. Free. You didn't pay a penny for this because of True Car and LaCroix Sparkling Water. You'll hear more about them in a bit, but for now, here's the show. Hop on a boat, a car, a train, a plane. It's time to go around the world with Zane. Welcome to the show. We actually have a, a confession. Uh-oh. Yeah. Which one? We love LaCroix. Oh, yeah. I'm hooked on that it. That was another thing I was supposed to get at the store. See? And Steve, we'll you have any? call Amazon. Uh, make that guy carry it up all those You're right. steps. You're right. If there's a healthier alternative, we can't get behind it. It's calorie, sweetener, and sodium innocent mm-hmm. with nothing artificial. Can you drink yeah. too many of them? No, you can't, Steve. That's the whole Seriously. point. Seriously. That's the point. I mean, can you drink I mean, too much of anything? Like I, I, I haven't had beer since uh, New Year's oh, Eve. Right. And oh, wait. So instead of I feel like his... I've been replacing them. I six LaCroix last night. Steve, I do exactly the same thing. So they have 24 <laughs> flavors, including they have key lime. Tangerine. Yes, derived from natural sources, uh, natural fruit essence. We love the tangerine you like, and the currant flavors. And they also have six curate. <laughs> it's like the curate. It says, Cur- no, it's like curate. written curate. It's like the smaller cans. Like if you drink it, you'll be good at martial arts. Yeah. No, the fancy cans. No, I know, I know. Okay. They're, they're like sort of like the thinner cans. Yeah. Uh, pineapple, strawberry, appleberry, cherry lime, kiwi watermelon, blackberry, cucumber, and cantaloupe, pink grapefruit. What do you have, Steve? I have the cranberry and I have the citrus. Would it surprise you to know uh, that they're gluten-free? Pink and green. Or they're kosher. <laughs> they're not GMO. Steve has pink and green cans. All right, yeah. so get on board with number they're, one. They're nice. Get on board with LaCroix. They support us, so uh, please support them. For more information, join the community on social media. Go to at LaCroix Water or check them out at LaCroixWater.com. That's uh, L-A-C-R-O-I-X Water.com. LaCroix Sparkling Water, a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle. And it also mixes well with vodka. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So listen, this podcast is also brought to you by Adventure. Adventure Apparel. We have... I mean, you know, we'll get to that in a second, but we have some really cool stuff happening. But uh, Donald Schultz was on the show. And that guy is nuts. He's Apparently, nuts. I dominated too much of his attention. What, is it, what does that mean? You, just really? kept, you kept asking questions? Yeah, you did. They were serious questions that could affect did you have me a daily. you a crush on him? We, well, he's kind of like a hero. And I don't see many everyday crush? heroes in my life. Is he on your hall pass list? No. Okay. No, no. Um, so. Yeah, we recorded with Donald a few weeks ago, and he talks about his going to Africa to work at this reptile, this snake. You'll get all the information in the interview. But what's crazy is now he's in Africa. So yes. like, so you're wow. so like at this point, we recorded a few weeks ago before he left, and now he's actually there. Um, do you follow him, Mel, on Instagram? No, because I talked to him about updating his Instagram because he's so bad. He's in the coolest places doing the coolest things, yeah. and he takes like. One photo so, for two weeks worth okay. of rad stuff. Okay, so you unfollow him because you're mad. No, at no, him? no. I, I remember we talked. He about just doesn't it he, post a lot. Exactly. He doesn't like social media. Maybe I don't know. It's true. I don't know. No, it, I get it. it but true. he does like the coolest things. So he posted a sign of hippo crossing, of a sign, <laughs> and then the next picture was of a hippo crossing at night in front of him, like on the road. He had to stop because a hippopotamus was crossing the road. They Dude, say it's, it's they, crazy. They say it's one of the meanest animals in in the world. 
And you know they have a yeah, problem. Yeah, you don't want a rhino kind of creeping up on you in the night. Well, okay, talking sure. about hippopotamuses, I, but rhinos we're talking about hippopotamuses. Too. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Or, or a rhino. Yeah, sure, or a rhino. I don't, I don't think the rhinos are as mean, to be honest with you. You don't hear stories about them like spiking cars. I don't think there's many left. <laughs> so Pablo Escobar in, uh, I believe, Medellin in Colombia, he... When he had all this drug money, he opened a zoo. Ugh, I wish I had drug money. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I would do so much cool stuff. Uh, you, I would buy like a huge chunk of the Amazon. Are you saying drug money or money for drugs? Oh, oh, like to buy like. like well, so here's I mean, obviously the, obviously the guy was a maniac, but he built his own zoo, and and so they had he had hippopotamuses, hippopotami, and. Um, I guess when the zoo, like when he got arrested or whatever, and he went away, then a lot of the animals were like taken away, but the hippopotamuses weren't. And so now they've taken over like a large swath of land. You can find that. I think there's like several dozen in Mexico, in Colombia, in Colombia. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then they're in, then the catches are trying to figure out what to do with them. Should they... Should they euthanize them because they're not indigenous and they're pretty dangerous, or should they make a preserve for them? But I guess they keep making fences and they keep like 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 jumping out. So um, it's interesting. You can go onto YouTube and find like a, a video there. Speaking of YouTube, I have YouTube. You have YouTube? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. No, I was checking out the the Zane's World stuff because yeah. we just went to Yosemite. Yeah. And that thing still gets like several thousand viewers a day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good video. I I loved it. The, they are actually. I love those videos, and we we're gonna. We should make some cat videos. Okay, you're kind of losing. No, you're losing the point please here. Please don't. Um, all right, let's Give go. Give yourself a break. Let's. We're gonna go to the interview in one second. Steve, you start. Yeah. You started your 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 Christmas holiday diet, whatever. Yes. Steve, you started at 178. What are you at right now? This morning I was 174. 174. Now, not, not great. Naked? A little bloated still. You know what? I Actually, don't answer that because I don't want that mental picture. <laughs> I No, you don't. I weighed in at, remember, I started at 216, which is Josh's mm-hmm. goal weight. And now I weigh 206. Mel's shaking her head. You got to tell people what we're doing. It's part of the process, Mel. It's keto. It's not my process. It's your process. All right. It's keto. And I'm basically, keto. I'm. here's the deal. I all that like kale? No. Oh, Zane's. Zane's doing that keto diet, which is a high fat, low no carb diet. Uh, so it's just seventy percent fat. All I'm eating is peanut butter, okay, and avocados, because it's because really? it's more yeah, it's more fat, low protein, and basically what happens is your body goes into ketosis and starts burning fat as an energy source, and you start losing weight really quick. So is that I can good see. For you? I mean, is that I, bad on the body? I don't think it's good for you, but we're in disagreement about it. Yeah, we're, so there's a lot. He's of, trying it for 30 days. I'm trying something else. What's for the doctor days. who you who you um you watch all of his videos? Doctor X. Doctor X. A, a as in as in X. A X as in cut it down. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. So so E then E at the end. Okay, great. So he he has he um he his wife does it. They both do it. They yeah. both do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's a doctor. Yeah, I okay. mean, I think he's a. Are you sure he's just not smart? The guy, hold on, see, that's, that's your friends. Like uh, a buddy across the street, uh, my buddy Rob did it, and he lost like, what did he lose? Thirty pounds in, in two months. So I well, just now, how is he? Is he put it back on? I mean, he's immobile. He can't walk anymore. I guess my <laughs> no, no, issues with it, Steve, is I'm just trying to decide what's better for you because we haven't been eating meat in I don't know eight nine months. We've yeah. been eating meat. 
Um, and to do keto, you kind of need you a lot have of to eat meat yeah. You need sources keto. of of, uh, of of fat and protein. So of 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 fat. What about like that uh the, those bean burgers or bean meat or you the fake really meat? Eat beans. Super super high. I mean, high, too high in carbs. So what you're doing oh. is you're basically like you're changing the way your body works from when you eat food and it burns the the energy that you're eating, like the sugar and the carbohydrates that right. you're eating. And instead, it it burns the fat that you store in your body as uh, as energy so that you should have, theoretically, a continuous energy source throughout the day rather than having the highs and lows from from uh, from eating. Although it takes, it takes, what, three weeks, four weeks for your ketosis to kick in for that to actually start happening? I don't know. It's all so Jeez. confusing you know, you, because you, I've just read so much about like, uh, you know, about only being vegan because our liver just can't handle the fats that we put into it and that's also the good fats like it's just we just consume too many fats and so now it's like completely opposite of this diet which is like eating i don't know two avocados a day and getting good fats in it's all very here's the deal i'm going to bring in an expert to talk about this in in the coming weeks and we'll get to the bottom of it as i continue to lose weight erica came in today and she said, I look fantastic, so I'll leave it at that. All right, this is our interview with Donald Schultz. It's his world. We're all just living in it. It's time for Zane's World. This is not only one of my favorite people, mm-hmm. but one of the most, I think Donald is the real world's most interesting man. And people have said that like That's about true. me, like, oh, because I'm traveling all these places, but... I, all I'm doing is like drinking when I'm going to these places. Not, not to say that that's not interesting and I'm doing other things when I go there, but like. You spend a lot of time inside. We spend a lot of time inside. <laughs> that's exactly right. I, my, my life is not often being risked by the things that I do. So we have, anyway, Donald Schultz. Again, I do all this travel, but I do, when, when I travel, I go to, like, like you said, I sit inside bars, whatever. When you go and you travel, you either risk your life with or, a reptile. Or if that's not enough for you, you risk your life by like jumping off of a, a, a cliff or 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 jumping off of a hot air like we were all together a hot air balloon or whatever. Like what's Donald, Donald? What's wrong with you? What do you do? We need a hug or something? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the what the deal is. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of therapy is hasn't really revealed much. Well, or or that is the therapy, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how you've said it to me before. Like the. The, the stuff that you're doing, you need to sort of do to, I don't know, for your psyche, for your for your adrenaline, for... Yeah, I mean, I, I get I get cage, like kennel crazy, I guess, with the mm-hmm. best comparison in yeah. LA. Um, it feels too sanitized. Um, you know, it's it's weird. It's Be- funny that you're the first person to ever <laughs> refer to LA as being someplace clean. But <laughs> yes. I, understand, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's like it would be it would be hard to get into trouble. Yeah, not the law enforcement kind of trouble. Right, that's really easy. Um, but well, like, let, let me put a, let me put a pin in that for a second because yeah. there is uh, the Ritz Carlton, which is a new-ish building downtown, right next to the Staples Center. Yeah, you you jumped off that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's like trying to bring you know Muhammad to the mountain kind yeah. of thing. Or the mountains of Muhammad. Um, yeah, it's, it's just weird. LA, you know, it's, it's hard. If you watch Blood Diamond, that movie, it's, yeah. it's really interesting where she's in the field and she's seeing all these people like dying and massacres and all this stuff. And then she's sitting in Cape Town drinking a latte. Mm-hmm. And that like sort of thing that goes off in your mind when, you know, I come back to LA and I, I get my Americana and it's not right. And I'm like, ah, I'm so <laughs> mad. You know, and, it, and it's just like, it, it's, it, it puts in perspective. So but when you're, I, and you're from Joburg. 
I'm from Durban. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Durban. Yeah, that's right. My, my family's all in Johannesburg. Okay, and, got it. And I leave for Johannesburg again in like nine days. And um, so where you grew up was on the coast. On the coast, yeah. Not like a resort town. Has become kind of a resort yeah, town? Yeah, it was always, um, you know, South Africa, the money is in Johannesburg. It's where the, the you know, gold mines and all mm-hmm. that are and then the stock exchange. And it's kind of like Phoenix. No offense mm. to Phoenix. But it's like, you, you're like, <laughs> you know, there's not there's not much around yeah, right. um, other than, you know, leave. You right. know? So, so entertainment is very money-based. Um, and now since, you know, unemployment in South Africa is like 50%, there's wow. not much work Is it really? There. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's really heavy. Um, what's, so, what's that little country? Sorry, I keep Lesotho. Yeah, that's a little one. Yeah, that's like its own country inside yeah. of South Africa. Yeah, I'm gonna be there in two weeks. I'll send you photos. Yeah, isn't the employment or either the employment's lower there or something? Yeah, it's 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 a crazy country because I don't know how much you believe in ancient aliens and all that, which is really interesting. Seven, uh, seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, it like the, Lesotho is a landlocked country, but ninety percent of Lesotho's terraced like Machu Picchu, mm. um, and there's no explanation for it. Huh. Um, but the the economy in Lesotho is, is non-existent. Basically, most of the people are just herdsmen, and it's the craziest thing. They have these blankets that kind of look like ponchos. Mm-hmm. and they'll sit on hillsides and it's freezing cold like people don't think of snow in south oh, africa it's elevated, I guess. yeah and, oh, okay. and that's the one of the only places you can ski in sub-saharan africa is in lesotho because it's so high and they get snow um but these people live literally live in huts with no electricity on mountainsides um herding you know cattle essentially i mean it's a really interesting country and wow. you know they go through coups every few years um you know obviously doesn't make headlines is it like a dictatorship is it yeah, royalty it's di- it's... Di- di- okay, dictatorship. It. yeah the royalty swaziland which is the next little country that's landlocked between south africa and mozambique um, and so when you, you you made a reference to like blood diamond mm. what when when you were growing up and you also made a reference to sort of the the, the sterility of, of los angeles in a way growing up were there thing like what kind of things did you need to deal with growing up where in south africa like like out here they kind of say like if you want trouble you have to find it yeah. right and there trouble kind of finds you yeah so so what was that like what 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 kind of trouble found you um mostly animal stuff you know like growing up the best way to describe durban is imagine hawaii right like sugarcane fields the same invasive minor birds mongoose like, like looks like oh, durban actually yeah, okay. yeah sharks in the water the same sort of temperature the big difference is in durban you have black mambas and pythons and crocodiles and leopards ah. and lions and not not in durban itself but relatively close by so you know being a kid there you know the possibility of going out and catching a spitting cobra is real um and you know just like the possibility of catching a rattlesnake here is real doesn't mean everyone's going to be a rattlesnake person Mm -hmm. but kids that want to get into that world you know have the ability to do that and the sterility of la you know um i think we we're becoming less and less nature based and more and more like i live in playa vista yeah and that went from like a little surface sleepy kind of vibe to now silicon beach and facebook and google and all that and it just feels like stepford wives you know you walk around and nothing is real like mm. everything's real like obviously but you know young people with lots of money mm. and and things that are intangible like facebook money is strange yeah. right mm. it's it's not a thing yeah, so, you're, right. yeah. You're, you're right so so it has that that air of of like even our house has brick in it that's a facade on wood <laughs> um so like it feels like we live in a brick house right, but right, it's not right. real you right. know like a big wind comes it's gone yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so that's the sterility i'm talking about in la it's, it's it feels tough to you know if i want to go to yosemite and jump off 
hope of half term, which I believe as a human being is. Have you? No. Okay. Um, I've tried. <laughs> oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, as as my as a human being, I feel like it's my right to choose my life and my death. You mm-hmm. know, and there's like such stringent laws. Um, regulating that mm-hmm. and, and you know there's all sorts of excuses for and against and all that you know you can climb half dome you know we're talking about dawn wall and that and that's all mm-hmm. cap you can jump off and kill yourself but if you jump you off and you fall off I yeah, guess. yeah if you yeah. jump off with a parachute or you're climbing with a parachute that's illegal and you get thrown in jail and do you guys, think yeah. that do you think this because they if they made it legal then there would be a huge business of people jumping off and it would just kind of change the 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 look and feel of the park because if it was legal to jump off a half dome a lot of people would do it yeah a lot of people because it's beautiful yeah a lot of people do do it i mean and and i've lost friends that have died in in yosemite because they try and avoid law enforcement so jumping before sunrise jumping after sunset trying to run away so like in keeping people safe they're making it less safe yeah and and you know the the, the the tourism thing there's you know there's not many base jumpers in the world like it's not a huge big thing there's mm-hmm. way more climbers way more hikers um and and the, the deleterious impact that they have on the environment and all that it's it kind of weird i mean you guys went to switzerland you saw it's not like it's not like a cowboy town in 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 switzerland like mm-hmm. it's pretty well regulated sure people die but people die climbing people die you know in bars they just died they just died a higher clip doing yeah, exactly. base jumping yeah so so to give it some context when we were shooting four sheets mm-hmm. You and Mel, I think, were talking about where we should go because you know Switzerland. You've been there. How many times have you been to Switzerland? A couple dozen. Oh, no, half a dozen or so. Okay. And so um, you told us that we needed to go to uh, Lauterbrunnen, Mm. which is the the, the base jumping capital of the world. Yeah. um, And is very much like the the Yosemite Valley, I think, of of Switzerland, of of Europe, I guess, right? Yeah. Um and so we went to the Horner Pub. Yeah. Which was uh the I guess you call it ground zero for base jumpers in the base jumping capital of the world. Yeah. So it's this bar, not a very big bar. Yeah. But in the back they had a, a packing room where you mm-hmm. can pack your shoot and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then after the jumps or before the jumps, people there's nowhere else that people meet, right? It's there yeah, that's that they it. meet. Yeah. And so we went there and and of course everyone knew you. Yeah. And then who is your buddy who's um uh, cars parked at your place sean was it sean yeah, yeah. um what's his last name chuma yeah sean, yeah sean chuma yeah exactly so like i didn't realize that he i mean i've met him before but i didn't realize he was basically like base jumping royalty he, he's he's the most experienced base jumper in the world he's the first person to get over five thousand base jumps in history wow. and he's also got tandem base so like no one else in the world really does tandem base regularly off he, of he, uh, the bridge off, off of everything he's oh, actually wow. got tandem base numbers now building antenna span earth and he's also got quadriplegic tandem base he's taken someone who was a skydiver who's now in a chair off of all four those objects again so sean is a whole different level of human being right um and yeah definitely base jumping royalty he's like and why why is it that sean is still with us and 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 because look you've introduced me to a lot of friends and we've had Mm -hmm. mutual friends through josh like josh higgins Mm -hmm. and even we didn't even know i don't even know how i think we met through josh but we finally have the same agent yeah and but like we you know in that circle i've met a lot of cool people yeah and a lot of those cool people are not with us anymore like um like like ian Ian and and shane Shane. Yeah. yeah i mean it's just like and so is is sean is he 
Is he more meticulous about definitely? What he does? I okay. mean, he he grew up. I mean, like it's. I'm kind of a drive-by base jumper. I went into it purely for the thrills and to to test myself as a human being. And and I feel like I progressed really quickly, got to a really high level, realized how gnarly it was, mm-hmm. and backed off, mm-hmm. um, which is not unusual. You know, like there's that that point where it's like be- cost benefit. Whereas Sean, you know, he was in a gymnast as a kid. Um, when he was 16 years old, he's got his dad to sign a release so he could go skydive because he knew he wanted to do that. Got it. And he's made it more than a, a, a career. He's a professional base jumper. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, got a base jumping school. He He's super meticulous. He's really thorough. And, you know, when we were jumping together, I was doing gnarlier stuff than him in wingsuits and that. Not because I was better, just because I... And, you know, I just didn't really care. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go hard. Right. Um, but as far as like aerials and that go, like doing flips and twists and all sorts of things of, of, of um, objects, he's the world's best, like by far. And I think it owes to his like his work ethic and his character. He's, he's like, you know, he's because we were in, in South Africa last year with Travis Pastrana mm-hmm. and, and Travis hasn't really jumped since his um, dear friend, Eric Rona, that I knew well, um, died mm-hmm. um, in a skydive. Um and Sean, myself, and Travis jumped off a building. And Sean is the kind of guy he will empower you, but not to your death. Mm-hmm. Like, if he says to you, you can do that, it means there's a chance you can pull it off. It doesn't mean that it's safe, <laughs> okay. you know? And if he says you can't do it, it's not a judgment on you. It's just like he sees something that doesn't work. And right. I think in base jumping, a lot of guys don't speak up. And, mm-hmm. and you know, as you get older, you become almost more cynical um, because you've just seen people die. And then you have young people reek of death. You know, mm-hmm. I've been in the valley where guys will show up and you're like they're gonna die like Mm -hmm. unless something dramatic happens like is it because they are they're immature or they're inexperienced or or they're adrenaline junkies or or a combination all of those yeah all of those i mean like the the joke with base jumping is um if you think you know how dangerous it is you don't yeah right. if you say you don't know then you you do right um and it's like guys show up there and it's like you know, you've seen it, it's a festival kind of environment you know mm-hmm. you have gondolas to the top you can land and have a beer and do whatever you want so people go down go there and they get caught in this cloud of nothing could happen to me mm-hmm. and and it's like every single jump is deadly serious mm-hmm. um what were you, so in in lauterbrunnen there's a, a train. Is it a tram or a train? Or- the gondola up, and then there's a trains through the the valley. Yeah. And so you, what were you saying before we started recording? You, 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 you did, you did like a, you tried to land. So just to put it in explanation, um, it's like a valley. Yeah. Where both sides are sort of like these these stone walls. Two thousand feet. feet. Yeah. Okay. So the same as Yosemite, yeah. basically. And then a green valley down below with yeah. pastures and stuff like that. You can take like a tram up there. Yeah. And then walk to a certain to different jumping points. Yeah, exactly. But what is it that you did? So um, there's a couple exit, well, dozens of exit points. But basically, through the valley on either side, there's they all are about two thousand feet. Okay. So that's like the low end of a nice wingsuit jump because you okay. fly for about fifteen to twenty seconds. Okay. Um, but the north wall of the Eiger, which is one of the highest mountains in Europe, um, is um, 6,000 feet. So it's, it's dramatically higher. Okay. So we went up to the Eiger, and there's a train that goes through the valley to Grindelwald. And basically what you do is you jump, and you fly the face of the, the Eiger, and you fly down a glacier, and then through this meadow, and then you fly over the train tracks towards Grindelwald, and you basically just open over the train station you want to catch a train back to but, home with. But not in... Not to Lauterbrunnen. That's a different oh, place. Oh, the, the other side. Yeah. Okay, got it's it. Other side, yeah. Okay, got but, it. But Dean Potter, a friend of mine, when we were there three or four years ago, um, he was flying from the Eiger to Lauterbrunnen. Um, and he was like, yeah, it's, it's nuts. It's, Wait, how far away is it? 
it, it was almost a two-minute flight, and there's a, a period for about a minute that you can't open because um, it takes between 100 and 200 feet for your parachute to open. Got it. And if you're 30 feet above the ground, you there's no doing. Like the the dynamics of a parachute take a while to open. So by the time parachutes open, it's kind of like a no open zone. Or yeah. A, you know. um, because so, you're skimming the ground so close. Yeah, because it's it's fly or die kind of thing. So he was jumping from the Eiger and flying back to the point that he was like not wearing goggles, not wearing a camera, not taking a phone just to drop weight. Um, so you could try and make it. And after about two weeks of doing that, and the hike up the Eiger is not insignificant. Right. Um, yeah. And he was doing it every day um, and just trying to fly Wait, back. Who's, to who's this? Dean Potter. And so um, and so, did he do it? Yeah, he eventually did it. Um, he jumped he, from there to the to, valley. And he flew into the valley, yeah. Is that it's, where Shane... Shane, no. Shane died in um, a different part, like sort okay. of f- further away where the crack is. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, this is... A, no one else had tried it before. And yeah, wow. Dean... If you watch um, Valley Uprising, amazing documentary about the climbing generation, it, it has a lot on Dean. And Dean and another guy, Graham, actually died in Yosemite um, a couple of years ago um, trying to outfly a, a peak. And apparently Graham either hit some turbulence or swerved or something, oh, hit yeah. Dean, and Graham impacts and Dean impacts on the other side. And, <sighs> and that was a, a big wake-up call for us because Dean was like a god. You know? right. in, in climbing, he was like superman and wingsuiting even more so um you had done things that you know no one else could do and that's that's when it like kind of rocks you um mm-hmm. that that was a tough year it's a year ian died and mm-hmm. and a bunch of guys i knew so that's like eight eight friends or acquaintances died in a year um it was kind of when and, i was like i mean back ian to was your best friend right yeah best man at my wedding yeah Ugh. anyway so horrible i mean i guess but that's ian yeah ian I, was I, just I, like and you know you watch that uh, the, those climbing movies and um, the the I can't remember which one it was I've been watching a whole bunch recently and it's like oh yeah it's the the Meru documentary where they're climbing to the top of Meru mm-hmm. um, and they basically like if you say to someone that um, stop doing what makes you happy like ha- just to make yourself I mean, that's happy what I, that's kind and of what like, I was thinking yeah. it's like if Ian if Ian was going to go that's how Ian would want to go yeah so. and, and you know no one plans on dying but you know I could walk out here and have an just wish that I could have mm-hmm. traded his ham- handsomeness yeah I know right I've taken that he, mod- could, he could have taken this vessel yeah. <laughs> with him and exchanged it and you know Ian like holy shit man he rode his body hard like he was really in good shape but like he broke both his legs he broke his wrist he broke Jumping his off, like, ankle jumping like a dam too right yeah he, he really got like hurt um but you know that was his path like yeah. he wants to see where the edges of of existence were and that, it's an interesting part we'll be back in a moment with more zane's world holiday tips and fun facts from paul Kristen, and dexter at total wine and more my friends still rave about the prosecco i brought last year let me help make your friends giving unforgettable bordeaux is one of the world's most popular red blends made from cabernet cab franc and merlot it also makes the perfect gift for your picky boss having turkey and all the fixings i suggest an easy drinking pinot noir for white drinkers try an unoaked chardonnay whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday now offering same day delivery at totalwine.com cheers Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Podcast fans, do not miss John Taffer. No excuses right here on Podcast One. Shut it down and listen to John, the award-winning hospitality legend from Bar Rescue, as he brings his straight talk and unapologetic approach to daily topics and current events. Get motivated to start the new year with interviews from Pawn Stars Rick Harrison, Jordan Harbinger, and Joe Coy. Subscribe and download John Taffer, No Excuses, each week at podcast1.com. 
the Podcast One app or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to rate and review because we appreciate your feedback. And we appreciate you. Let's take a moment here to give a big shout out to our friends at True Car. With True Car, 60 seconds is all you'll need to get an offer for your car. And the amount of time it takes you to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a, like, you know, I don't know, nine sit-ups, you can get a true cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or even from home. So just go to True Car and simply enter in your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions, and you'll get an accurate true cash offer from a local True Car certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in, and they'll check it out with you together. You can ask questions, get the answers you need so there's no surprises. Then simply leave with your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True Cash offer not available in all states. Welcome back to Zane's World. There's more to, to Donald. This is why I wanted to have you back because we are living in Los Angeles right now. And you've been, you, you were on a show called Extreme, the one you did with uh, oh, Clint yeah. Eastwood's daughter. Um, Animal Intervention. An- Animal Intervention, yeah. um, where you went to people's houses who, ha- who basically bought like a baby tiger and ended up with a full-size tiger yeah. to try to convince these people. Yeah. And, and that, that was very interesting. Yeah. Um, and now, and then you were consulting on, um, what was the show with the guy from Lord of the Rings? Oh, Dominic Monaghan. Yeah. Wild Things. Wild we did things. that for, for three years. Yeah. So you worked on that show. Yeah. You were the guy behind the scene, like yeah. the animal expert. Yeah. Um, and then you were working on Shark Week. Yeah. Yeah. We did four this year so far. Four this year. Yeah. So you're shooting Shark Week all throughout the year Pretty and then much. they air during Shark Week. Yeah. Is Shark Week still a week? Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. a big, it's the longest running television event in history. Um, wow. Really? Yeah, right? Wow. And it's kind of cool. And it was 30th anniversary <laughs> last year. Uh, last year? There's so many memes and jokes yeah. about Shark Week. It's yeah. just become like such a huge it's, thing. Yeah, it's ever pre- oh, omnipresent. It's, 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 it's interesting. And, you know, seeing the, the progression of Shark Week, the way it started, you know, like old school natural history filmmaking to what we did this year, which was basically a buddy comedy with Shaq and Robert regal um it's just like well, the, the genre is like so all that's what it. you so you were working with rob and Shaq yeah. this year and then and then also guy fieri yeah guy fieri and, and to get them into the water to swim with sharks yeah and to do what were they racing them or something um no or, so like the, the, the race well, cause, no because yeah. he worked with michael phelps and michael yeah. phelps raced the sharks yeah so yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> yeah that's not, not unreasonable yeah so like I don't know. It's the weird thing is I'm not a shark guy. You know, I, I that was, that was my, yeah, my question. Yeah. You're you're a reptile guy. Yeah. So I mean, the the weird thing is I was a commercial diver in South Africa and a bit in the states. So like I, I can dive. Um, I think it's the accent. Yeah. It's, I think you just let him do whatever he I wants. Feel like to he's do. gonna walk out of here and you're gonna feel so much lesser of a man. I already know. <laughs> You're going to be like, let me grab an axe and yeah. something. You're going to cut something because down. Yeah, yeah. We've got like a hero <laughs> over here. I know. And then we've got what? you. <laughs> Shuffling papers. Well, oh, and... no, no. Let, let, me, let me reset the bar a little okay. bit. Donald came on a podcast that we did when we were in the old office. Okay. I don't remember if it was Zane's World or Drinking Minis or whatever yeah. it was. And Donald came in and... And he had gone to, he, when he was going on Chelsea Handler. Yeah, you were the animal guy. Yeah, yeah. So you were like, who was the guy that used to go on? Dave Carson? Salmoni. Oh no, no, yeah, like oh, con- uh, uh, Jack Hanna. Jack Hanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were the Jack Hanna of, yeah. of Chelsea Handler to go way back in time. So um, we became friends with Donald, and he was going to bring in an animal, mm-hmm. and he <laughs> was maybe going to bring in what's is it a, a, a bush baby? Yeah, a bush baby yeah. with like these little sort of monkey lemming things with big eyes. Yeah. I think it might have been my idea. When Mel came in late and then 
we ha- he had like a hat when he put like a scarf in and pretend like it was a bu- uh, like a a bush baby and you walked in the door he's like here's a bush baby and then the the prank was that he was gonna drop it yeah and so he, and he yeah <laughs> you remember when that happened yeah I do remember and it, what happened but with- I didn't blame him I blamed you <laughs> what did you start doing I cried yeah because uh, yeah. she thought that you really dropped and and hurt an animal which yeah. would be Mel's nightmare yeah <laughs> the whole thing backfired yeah. so horribly yeah. and so then you went on to I guess Chelsea Handler with like I think was it snow leopards or something like that oh uh, no that was the Kardashians I did had snow leopard on the Kardashians yeah no I had like a you hedgehog like in- and a bear and a, and a fennec <laughs> fox and a why are we always and... out of town for all? This yeah, so stuff. he keeps, so so in order to make up for this, he whenever he was in, and we are in the valley, so we are near all the places studios. Yeah, and so you kept inviting us, and we could never meet. Always so out of yeah. Town. yeah, yeah, I had a giraffe on the Kardashian thing too on Chris's show. Like that was really interesting. A giraffe. Yeah, they're like, we need a giraffe. I'm like, well, I don't have any at home, <laughs> so you'll have to speak to someone. At, by the way, at, at home, home, I do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you can travel a bit, I could try and get one. We I, tried to get a llama. Uh, or an alpaca when we did our, our our shoot here for Drink TV like a promotional thing, and I think they wanted like fifteen hundred bucks for a llama. I was like, I think yeah. I'm pretty sure I can buy a llama for less than fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. So you've met a lot of people in in like the celebrity world mm. dealing with animals. Yeah. Uh, and then have you ever met uh, another South African, Charlize Theron? I know the answer to this. Yes. Sort of pre- preparing the question. <laughs> Did you know that Charlize was hitting on Donald? No, yeah. I had no idea that they knew each other. Yeah, yeah. of course, of course they do. Uh, yeah, legs it, really it, as long as they seem. I mean, like you know, it, it was it was strange because I, I just started dating my wife uh-huh. when um, you know I was doing all this, and and I went onto Chelsea lately, mm-hmm. Chelsea Handler's show, and she was dating Dave Salmoni, that mm-hmm. was um, an animal trainer from Animal Planet too, and they okay. broke up. And it was like all of the news and all that. And the next day, there was an email from from Chelsea. It's like, hey, do you want to be on the show? I was like, sure. Sure, sure. And, and yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, went into the show. And she's like, you know, I, I date all the animal handlers that come on the show. I'm like, oh that's my, here great. We go. I'm like, great. There's my girlfriend. Yeah, uh-huh. meet her. Oh, yeah. And it like went on for a bit, like fun, haunted banter. And then she stopped calling. So I think I, I, don't, I don't know what <laughs> scared happened. Scared her off. Yeah, but Charlize was, was, was interesting because um, I did a thing with Jane Goodall. It was like Jane mm-hmm. Goodall's movie came out. We did like a live broadcast thing and I hosted it. And, um, you know, I was just stoked to meet Jane. And then I heard, like, Piers Brosnan and the space station. And um, well, if you did to Piers Brosnan, that would be fantastic. Yes, yeah, right. And and um, Nancy Cartwright, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the voice of Bart Simpson, which was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, Charlize and um, someone else I'm missing. Dave Matthews, another South African. And um, Charlize walked in and she just Am looks... I an idiot for not knowing that Dave Matthews is South African? Same as Elon Musk. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that. No. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, very present. There he is. <laughs> Yes, we do things. Handsome, yeah. handsome yeah. people. Okay, got it. Is this the Charlie's thing? How do we? Go? Oh, no, no, no. I was just talking about South Africans in general. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so, Mel. I'm sorry. Yes. She's up, she's on my uh, yeah, she's like, my my hall pass list. You're, what am I you're to say? a very non-hero person, yes. so you've got no chance to. I, I, there's nowhere yeah. for me to go but up, so I yeah, don't really yes. care. I can say whatever I want right now. So, so Charlie's walks in and she's just stunningly beautiful. Yeah, like she's and she walked to makeup and and I was like, oh wow, Charlize Theron. Like, mm. Oh my gosh, you know this is because I did live in Johannesburg before I moved to to the states. Did you say that out, out loud when you're? girlfriend was sitting next to me. yeah and she's like well but but of course like if i was like like that and mel was sitting next to me i'd be like shall you stay around and mel be like go ahead please, yeah. please <laughs> well yeah and you know my wife told me girlfriend then that afterwards she would have been okay with it yeah. and i'm like well that doesn't really work doesn't yeah after. like it's <laughs> next time <laughs> let me know in the fast. moment thank yeah. you so, so I go into makeup um, before we do this, and um, the makeup artist is like, "Hey, you know, Charlize is single." 
I'm like, no, but cool. You're like, yeah. I, you're like, I'm about to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then so we were hanging out before the filming and that, and her agent came up to me and she's like, hey, you know, Charlize is single, right? Like, and yeah, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I, I've heard. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, so I've heard. And and then I don't know if I should be sharing this, but basically, like, we we were sitting. It was myself, Charlize, Jane, Nancy Cartwright, and then um, we we're like talking and all that. Um, finished the broadcast and she reached over and rubbed my leg and all that. I was like, mm-hmm, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm, you know, like, because mm-hmm. I was kind of nervous. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, who am I? Like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a snake guy. Like, why am I hosting Jane Goodall? Mm-hmm. Um, why do you wink when you said snake guy? Uh, yes. No, I'm sorry. You didn't know. Right? <laughs> and then so, like, afterwards, I, like, we got photos taken, all that, hug and whatnot and leave. And I, I was in the car and I said to my wife, I was like, you know, something really weird happened. Like, it was strange. I just want to be upfront, you know? And, um, She's like, yeah, and I explained to her, and um, she said, yeah, Charlize wasn't wearing a bra. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, I'm so naive. I didn't even notice. notice. <laughs> yeah, like, I looked back at the footage, and I was like, oh, my God, she's right. Uh-huh. And then right after that, I guess Charlize adopted some kids and settled down and all that. So mm-hmm. so that, that door's probably closed. But, <laughs> well, uh, you're also married, so I yeah, think yeah. that's... <laughs> But I mean, Jane, Jane Goodall was cool as hell. Like really? she, I mean, she travels three hundred days a year. Like, mm-hmm. and, and the craziest thing—I don't know if I've told you the story—but it blew my mind and like really disrupted reality for me. Um, her producers were like, "Hey, don't ask Jane about Bigfoot." I'm like, "Okay." Uh-huh. I was—I didn't even. Yeah. Know that was I'm like, come up. So obviously, I was like, "Hey, Jane, what's your foot? Bigfoot?" She's like, "Well, it's arrogant to think that Bigfoot wouldn't exist." She's, you know, things have been cryptozoologic for a long time. Panda bears, Komodo dragons, kraken, you know, the mm-hmm. Arcatuthis, um, giant squid and all that. She's like, you know, the amount of, of North America even, but the rest of the world that we haven't explored or can't explore with drone technology or, or you know, aerial photography. She's like, it's, it's arrogant to think that we're, we're alone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, holy shit. Um, so she was cool as hell. And That's a tough one. That's a tough, to, that's a tough yeah. debate. She, because late 60s. Late 60s? Yeah. We're, we're just taking over the earth with such... At such a pace right now, it's disgusting. Yeah. And if there were a civilization of, or an uncivilization of, of primates, it's it's a little. I think it's arrogant to think that there still would be something that we hadn't, we couldn't, haven't destroyed or exploited yet. So I don't know. Before we move on to this this quiz, yeah, you are moving back to Africa. Well, it's a it's a three month road trip. I'll be back in March. That's where you, your business is, right? Yeah, well, yeah. well, we have two two labs here in Los okay. Angeles and San Diego. And so this is right. a, it's all for Snake Farm? All for Snake Farm, yeah. Okay, so explain to people what Snake Farm is. Um, well, basically, there's a worldwide anti-venom shortage right now. It's really expensive. A lot of anti-venoms don't work. Um, pers- so anti-venom is something you get when you get a bite. Yeah. You have to apply exactly. anti-venom. And you've been bitten how many times? Like 10 or 12 or 13 or something. Okay. Um, a few, yeah. You, didn't you, pretty... lo- you have a finger? I'm missing, yeah, I'm missing a fingertip and I was on a ventilator for a few days and a couple of mamba bites, sea snake. So you got bit by a mamba? Three times, yeah. And you know, he said this before and I'm not making this up, he insisted that we go and visit him. Yeah, insist. Yeah. In South Africa. <laughs> yeah. I'll go in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what kind of animals will be on your property? Um, leopards. It's the highest um, density of leopards in the world where we they attack, are. They attack people? Sometimes. I mean, like, I, I, it's funny because, like... Mel, Mel's not as fast as she used to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, no, I mean, like, leopards are cool. They, they, Out of all the big cats, they're the gnarliest. Like, you can oh, raise great. them in captivity and mm-hmm. all that. What is, what is the word gnarly? <laughs> I like, you, just, they, 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 they don't ever calm down. And mm-hmm. in the wild, they're so, like, I, I did a story with a guy for, for an Animal Planet show, and he was basically camping right where my property is, mm-hmm. and this leopard was in the bushes, 
and like did a double step towards him and just slapped the top of his head off like basically sculpt him and there's actually images online of that happening frequently in india like it's 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 there's a, a series of photos that will blow your mind of this leopard basically jumping up and just sculpting a guy um and it's they, they gnarly cats but at the same time you know it's you know just be smart yeah <laughs> and the yeah what would happen if say i'm hiking Fryman right here Okay. And in the summer, I see a rattlesnake every day. Yeah. So if I got bit by a rattlesnake, I don't have a phone with me. What mm. do I do? Uh, it's a really easy question. Like, stay calm, which is mm, difficult, yeah. right? Okay. Um, and a rattlesnake bite, if it's going to kill you in under an hour, you're screwed anyway. Like, pretty much that's the take home. But the, the mortality rate with treatments is 5%. Without, uh, with treatments, 3%. Without treatments, 5%. But you have hours. So, like, the big thing is, like, oh, I can get running, down. panicking, stressing, freaking out is just going to make it worse. Okay. So you just basically, you know, keep the, the limb below heart level. Um, what if I have to get myself done, down? Just walk. So I have to walk down. Just walk, okay. yeah. Do I, I mean, need to tie a tourniquet? No, no. I mean, that's the thing is, is like the tourniquets are, are tough because there's very limited uses that they're powerful for. And that's okay. usually neurotoxic bites, like things like mambas and, and sea snake or mambas and cobras and crates and that. Um, with rattlesnakes, you kind of want to disperse the venom because okay. if you look at my fingertip, yeah, like the fingertip's gone. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah, if I tourniqueted my hand, it would have lost my hand oh. because it just constantly concentrates all the, the oh, venom in that area what yeah. about sucking it out nothing it's like imagine dropping a, a, a drop of food dye in a bucket and then trying to suck the food dye out of the bucket uh, it's like the venom is actually designed to get absorbed into your system as quickly as possible you know you wipe the venom off you keep the, the arm below heart level and then or hand below heart level and just casually go to the hospital let's say that mel is bitten by a kimono dragon yeah what should, die from the bacteria. What should I do? So the, the interesting thing with, with Komodos is like for a long time we were bacteria, right? We have more bacteria in our mouth than Komodos do. Really? And they actually have... I said kimono. I guess I said the wrong thing. I said the, the robe. The Japanese the robe. Tracks. All right, that's fine. Acknowledge. Um, and so the, the Komodos actually have um, venom, mm-hmm. um, similar to Gila monsters. So they've got venom glands in their lower jaw and it causes aortic distension, which is basically your aorta expands, which drops your blood pressure and has anticoagulants. So if you think of them that's eating so crazy yeah. so, so that's what happens to any mammal that it bites yeah and i, I saw dominic monaghan was bitten by a big water monitor like almost a nine foot one um there's a video really? on the internet yeah when you and, were supposed to be protecting him well it happened so quick yeah and there's, there's actually a, a shot of my hand inside of its mouth pulling it off wow um but basically its head was probably a foot and a half oh my what? god and um he he went to jump on it and it basically just turned around gave him a love tap and he held his arm up and he had three massive lacerations on the front of his arm mm-hmm. that he could see. And the back of his arm was like just fillet. Um, it was like wide open. And as I basically, we, we called it off, went to the hospital. Um, and as we're sitting at the back of the truck, like waiting for, for evacuation, I was like, how are you feeling? Okay. And he's like, yeah, now I'm feeling fine. And then he was like, and like oh went God. into total shock. And that's what it does. It, it di- distends your aorta. What was the name of it? A water monitor. Oh, I put in Dominic Monaghan Dragon in it. Oh. Part of Lord of the Rings. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. He, he, he's in Star Wars. Oh, yeah, really? yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, he can't tell me much about it. Which oh. is a bummer. I'm like, tell me what you're doing. He's like, can't. I mean, he's like, JJ shouted at me. I'm like, ah! <laughs> um, but yeah, so he got bitten and you actually see him go white. Um, and, and that's what the, the Komodos do is it causes you to bleed more. Okay. And then it causes your blood pressure to drop. So if you think of a, you know, a buffalo that they take him mm-hmm. down, they bite it. Um, they introduce the venom the buffalo runs is bleeding a whole bunch blood pressure drops it becomes lightheaded lays down the commodos proceed to eat it alive uh, but, eh, sometimes 
Yeah. So was there blood coming out of his cuts? Oh yeah, there's a video online. It's it's pretty bad. Would you yeah. have put a tourniquet on that or no? No, what I did is um I started I had like really rocephin, a really powerful antibiotic because okay. that is a concern, especially when you and I, when it bit him, I heard like a noise of the bone, bone yeah. and the jaw hitting. Um, it was it was pretty gnarly. Um, so I put him on antibiotics like within minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of wrapped it up so it stopped bleeding okay. um i was like because we were 30 minutes from the hospital i was like well i'm not going to irrigate and all that in the field we're yeah. so close went to the hospital it was a, a crazy thai hospital the footage is insane because there's like a kitty cat walking through the surgery room oh, <laughs> and it's like dog laying in the waiting room oh my god and we went in and everyone spoke thai and i was speaking english and i was like just kind of talking him through what i would do okay. in this situation and what they were doing is exactly the same thing. They basically cleansed that, irrigated okay. it, um, did like a really loose suture because okay. you don't want to close that wound up. You want to have it open okay. so everything to can come out. out. And um, yeah, they did. Thirty minutes later, he walked out the hospital. It cost him like three bucks. Um, you know, and and it's so funny because <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the doctors were like, we were like, we had the translators. Doctors were like, oh yeah, this is bad. Cool, we know. And they were done. And it was so rad because we were filming in the mm-hmm. surgery room, and everyone's just like totally laid back. Oh my god, I have to check uh, that out. And then, yeah, we went to Bangkok because obviously Dominic Monaghan, like, we don't want to chance it, went to Bangkok the next day mm-hmm. to like a, a high level doctor yeah. and he looked at the what we did and everything. He's like, yeah, all good. And we but he's took still it. on antibiotic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of those things, especially even though it isn't bacteria isn't a big part of what, what takes down the prey, they still have bacteria. Okay. When you come back, yeah. you're coming back to LA in three months? Yeah, March. All right, we're going to have you come in because I want to hear how your thing is, yeah. is going. All right. Here is your quiz. Donald Schultz and Mel. So here's what here's you do. You, you buzz in with your name, and then the winner gets uh, an adventure jacket. So if I want to oh. answer, I just say Mel? Yeah, that's it. Your buzz in is Mel. Okay. All right, here goes. Question number one. Wait, his, his name's longer, so yeah. it's hard. What about D? Don. Uh, yeah, D. Okay. Don. Uh, all right. So the tallest human was Robert Waldo. He was eight foot eleven. Do you guys know that? No. How um, can you imagine how what? tall it is? Yeah. Shaq was seven two. Seven two. And like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, he was huge. There's pictures of him online. So he, he was. Uh, when it's more like when did he live? Oh, okay. Sorry. So he he died many years ago. Any picture of him is in black and white. But you can see it's it's amazing. He's eight foot eleven. Wow. That's crazy. Like Yao Ming was seven foot six. This guy would have towered. Oh, wow. Have you ever seen Yao Ming next to next to Shaq? You see how much taller Yao was than him. Wow. And eight foot eleven is huge. It's like nine foot tall. Um. So how long? I'm I'm giving a fact, and I'm at here's a question. How long was the tallest, or rather the longest, blue whale? Do you, by the way, can you answer quickly in feet or do you have to do meters because of... No, I'm American now. So okay, I'm got it. Feet, okay. Yeah. All right. So how many feet long was the the longest blue whale? Donald, 100 feet. Okay. Mel, what's I your guess? I have no idea. Well, what's your guess? I don't know blue whales. And that's a guess. Well, of course you don't know. Neither does he. It's a quiz. <laughs> of course he does. He spent okay, time so in Okay, so what did you say? 100, 100 feet? feet? yeah. Okay, so you're going to go upper or lower? 75. Okay, so... That's the it goes to Donald. It's a it's a hundred and ten feet. I don't even wow. know what that looks you know, like. And it, yeah, the, the the largest animal that's ever existed is a blue whale. Yes, which is a mind which mind blowing. It is. A, it, yeah. it does it does blow your mind because people are like, but oh, it's a hundred and ten feet long. I mean, no, normally they're like maybe around eighty yeah. to ninety feet. This was a, a very large one. Yeah, it wasn't even the heaviest one that yeah. was ever found. I don't know how they weighed. I think that was they had to figure that out. But. Well, but um, yeah, just thinking about how big it is, the mass of it is amazing. So, That's I mean, a, we've seen uh, humpback whales, but yeah. humpback whales are maybe like 
I don't know, 50 feet? Yeah, I mean, so, like, the, you, when you see a five-meter great white shark, yeah. like, it blows your mind to think that there's something even bigger than that. And you see a 30-foot yeah. like, yeah. whale shark, Megalodon. and you're like, oh, wow, that's ri- that's the biggest thing in the ocean. So I've seen blue whales on the way out to Guadalupe. And really? Just, yeah, yeah. And they, they come to Sri Lanka, too. The Maldives and Sri Lanka that I was talking about, they're definitely a good place to see it. I think they have Megalodon. Could you touch it going. if you wanted to? No, marine mammals act as you can't. Okay. Yeah, Which is good. Unless you have a harpoon and you... No, okay. Yeah, Japan, right. Then yeah. it's fine. Yeah. And then you're gonna eat as long yeah. as you're as long as you're hungry. Yeah. Uh, the longest jump by human, but was by Mike Powell. He jumped 29 feet. Uh, how long has a snow leopard jumped? Which, by the way, is is the best best jumper? Vertical, horizontal. Uh, vertical from here to there. Okay. That'd be horizontal. Uh, horizontal <laughs> from here to there. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the longest human is 29 feet, which, by the way, is huge. That's like jumping yeah, across the possible. street here. Yeah, he, he ran and jumped. He was feet. really fast yeah. and really strong, and jumped basically like looking at the street, jumped across the street. That's insane. It is insane. Into sand. It. So a well, it's, a, it's <laughs> you can watch the Olympics. I'll bring it up later if you want. So a snow leopard. How how far has the snow leopard jumped? Uh, uh, this is a guess, Donald. Yeah, um, these are all guesses. Yeah, we, no, I don't. Like, I know you don't know this information. I mean, like in forty feet. I okay, mean, forty yeah. feet. Mel, what's your guess? Fifty. Okay. Mel got it. It's 49 feet. Holy crap. Running and jumping 49 feet. Wow. Just, that's like seconds of gliding in the air. It is. It yeah. is. It's basically flying. Uh, a French swimmer set a, a world record in the 50 freestyle where he swam at an average speed. So this is the fastest ever recorded human speed of swimming. It's five miles an hour. <laughs> that's the fastest. Michael Phelps was 4.4. Yeah, yeah. So five miles an hour. Do you know that? Did you yeah, know that yeah, kind of information? Yeah, yeah. Because we did that shocked racing show, so I had to dissect all of his racing, like, make like, him faster. Like as fast as Phelps was, could he outswim a shark? Not even close. <laughs> no. It's like it's like a, a, people sometimes would think they can outrun a bear. Yeah. And if you think of a bear basically being a dog, yeah. you think you could outrun a dog? Yeah. No, you're out of your mind. A hippo cannot run a person. Yeah. A crocodile cannot yeah, run exactly, a person. Exactly. Like, facts. Yeah. So how God. fast is the fastest fish, which is a sailfish. What is the fastest it's been clocked at? A sailfish. I have to take a knee on this one because I've, re- I've researched a bunch. No, that's yeah. it. You, you can uh, know this. This yeah. is good. What, what is the answer? Because white sharks are 25 miles an hour. Makers are supposed to be 50 miles an hour. Okay. And sailfish are faster. It would be 60 miles an hour. Okay. Now, what's your guess? Less. Okay. <laughs> so, it is 68 miles an hour yeah. swimming it's in insane. the ocean. That's yeah. ins- Imagine if that swim past you and they use their 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 sails to like uh corral fish yeah so, and and they so have cool. a uh, they have a uh, a javelin on the front of their face right exactly so like imagine a 60 mile an hour oh God, fish flying towards you. you it's happened like oh people have like, got um you know spear to the neck and that fishing well they use that to spear fish no they, they use it to corral fish and they kill fish with it too uh but they don't spear them yeah it's amazing yeah. uh donald's winning uh hussein bolt uh was clocked in at 27.49 miles per hour um, which is very fast. It's, fast. it's the fastest yeah. human. Uh, what is the speed the, of the fastest uh, cheetah recorded at? 75, Mel. Okay, Mel. Donald, 60? Yeah. I, I, I thought it would be faster, but it's 61. So that, that's Sorry, I'm not, yeah, this is, I feel bad. No. <laughs> no, Donald, this was a quiz that was that was tailor-made for you. Okay, so cool. you're supposed to know I'm these. I'm like, wow. This yeah. Is, yeah. yeah now, now I feel pressure because I'm supposed to know these. Cheetahs, <laughs> cheetahs take... If, you, if you've seen one run before, it's amazing. So Olympic sprinters take about two strides per second, and a cheetah takes three strides in a second. So three diff- feet hit the ground. It's pretty amazing. Is it strides or one, two, three, like outreach? And- yeah. That's, cr- that's fast. 
Yeah. You know why? Because you always see them in slow motion. So yeah, you exactly. don't think about it being like that. Uh, the strong man, Eddie Hall, deadlifted 1,102 pounds. Uh, what can the average elephant lift? Like, like if not with his trunk, like if it was sort of on the ground, it could, it could lift this off the ground. How much weight? You mean so, like if you put a big package on its back, it could lift it? Yeah, or ba- or like if it's hanging off the ground, like a rope went across oh, like the back, it stuff. and it just sort of lifted up. Yeah, what could it lift? The maximum, not the not like you know the maximum amount that it would lift. I don't even know how much an elephant weighs. Uh, Eight hundred pounds. Okay, no. but the human lifted one thousand one hundred. Fifteen hundred. Oh well, but it's you know, have you ever seen an elephant? Yeah. Okay, Donald, what's your guess? Her, her guess I, is fifteen hundred. Um, I, I'd have to say like two and a half thousand pounds. Uh, two and a half thousand pounds. That'd be like a ton. Yeah. No, eighteen thousand. What? Stop it. I feel, I feel like giving you a no, Holy but you you were closest. Shit. Yeah, super strong. With their trunk, they can lift about two thousand pounds. Wow. With their trunk, that's mind boggling. I think so they have like four thousand muscles in their like trunk. Baskets across their back. If we can figure this out. I. I mean, I hope not. <laughs> That's why I didn't put in the whole snake measuring length thing because when people see this giant snake, they want to just trap it or or, or kill it or whatever it is. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, pound for pound, the leaf cutter ant can carry 50 times their body weight, but it's not the strongest insect. The strongest insect is a dung beetle. Yeah. How much? How many times their body weight can a dung beetle carry? What was the ant? 50 times. 100 times. Okay. Maybe twice that, 200 times. So the answer is a thousand. Wow. So if it was a person, they could they could carry 80 tons, which is basically like me walking up and just picking up a Mack truck. And where do you want this? But the funny thing about dung beetles that's so nuts is when you see them, they dense creatures. Like yeah. they, they, they're like, you know, the size, whatever it is. Yeah. And when they take off, because they fly. They fly? Yeah. They have an exoskeleton. And so funny, once again, like I, I think I've humanized animals way too much, but it looks like they get an expression on their face. Like if you've ever seen an old time aviation guy that, yeah. they stand and they kind of shake their butt and yeah. get ready. And they pop open their carapace and they like start their wings and they yeah. start shaking. Start shaking. Yeah, they're like wrong the starting. It's oh so awesome. I man. shot it's one of those good. um the 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 June bugs. We have the iridescent green ones out yeah, here, yeah. and they're it's my favorite beetle. Yeah. And so that time of year comes, and I'll sort of just grab one out of the air or whatever, and then hold it in my hand and mm. in slow motion watch it do what you're saying. Yeah. It takes the, the the wing basically the wing covers out yeah, of the yeah. way, it flaps, and it yeah. starts to yeah, takes off. Amazing. Well, it's sad in South Africa you'll be driving around these these parks because the dung beetles are everywhere and they'll hit your windshield and it's like someone's throwing a golf ball yeah because really? they're so hard and dense and that they, they're really cool beetles like people give them a lot of shit <laughs> well you said the funny thing is but the funny thing is is that they eat poop so let's yeah, just yeah. let's start that that's yeah, the funny thing yeah, yeah. um all right so uh this guy javier sotomayor of cuba he was six foot five set the high jump rec- record of jumping over a bar that was uh eight feet mm. high eight feet in a quarter inch so eight feet Hall, which is pretty amazing. That's the height of this room. Mm. Um, Did he use one of those sticks? No. No, this is just running up and jumps. So he jumped about 1.2 times his height. Mm. The kangaroo rat is the best jumper per length. Mm. So how many distance of its the length of its body can it jump up? Donald. Yeah. 10. Okay, 10 times its height. I can't answer. I'm too distracted by the cuteness of the kangaroo rat. (laughs) It's very cute. So cute. Well, he said 10. What's your your guess? (sighs) Can you get one right, please, for the Lamprey family? What? I don't know. Fifteen. Good. Okay. Thank you. Forty-five. Holy crap! So it's basically like you'd be standing there at the bottom of the door, yeah. 
and could jump to the top of the door. It's wow. the best jumper in yeah. the world. Wow. Wait, how big is it? You get small ones, the kangaroo rats are uh-huh. big, and you get the giant kangaroo oh, rats. And I've seen those. You, you see them out in the desert, yeah. They, they cross the road all the time. Them. Yeah, they're really cool. Donald, you are doing really well. Mel, you have two. I'm going to give you one more just for just... marrying up. What species of dog has the longest tail? Mel. Mel. A whippet. Ooh, Donald? Yeah. I'm going to go Greyhound just because they're big. You know, just because you said the word hound in it, it's Wolfhound. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, thought that's... Because, I thought because there's one sleeping right here that you guys might get that. Somehow, Donald won, even though I gave all these courtesy points to, to Mel. Amazing. All right, so last thing, Donald, before yeah. you go. Uh, I gave you a nice a nice stern talking to not long ago because you had visited Madagascar. Yeah. And you were telling me this, and I was like, wait, what? You didn't... Wh- to- why didn't you yeah. post anything on your Instagram? You're oh, like, oh, yeah. Instagram is stupid and getting up numbers. I'm like, no, no, no. Instagram... Is, is have it be for have it be for me that's fine okay. i don't care if it's just for me yeah. for mel for your friends for people who actually are interested in the stuff don't like i i totally get like when a photo doesn't do well because people don't like it da, da. no the, yeah. i want to i want to see the stuff you're doing in a, on a daily basis i don't care if it's you sitting at, at a lab like please keep posting stuff okay. on your Instagram. oh yeah. is he lecturing him yeah yeah Got it. Okay. yeah he shouted at me the other well, day don't you feel like he was in madagascar and didn't post anything <laughs> from madagascar possible that's yeah. mind-boggling don't you think at least if you did that people would at least reach out to you and give you stuff i, I don't know i mean it's, it's for the it's, animals it's, here's yeah. food for yeah. the dragons I, I'll, yeah what is it? i can look at my phone but what is it it's at, at donald schultz d-o-n-a-l-d-s-c-h-u-l-t-z that's it yeah donald at schultz. Donald, schultz. Yeah, donald schultz so so follow donald on his instagram yeah because he's gonna be in africa he's gonna do cool stuff yeah I don't know if it was the last time you were there, and we'll save this story for next, next time. We told it on the last time you were here, but when, when you saved um, a guy, camera guy, from a, a charging elephant. Yeah. And have we have a picture of it. Yeah, we're actually going to try and go find that elephant again. Because, we, yeah, his, his J- Jacob, my, yeah. That's why he's cooler than me. Yeah, and well, there's it, a lot more reasons. Well, where, 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 where they occur in Amboseli and Tava and that is the last of the big tuskers, like mm-hmm. these massive tusky elephants. Yeah. Um, and now the elephants have learned to hide their tusks. So when they see tourists, they go hide their tusks behind bushes. Um, it's like just that it makes you so sad. So Jacob, this elephant that I had an encounter with, and yeah, I want to try and go find him again because hopefully he's still around. And yeah. Okay. Well, so we'll follow you on Instagram, and we're gonna have you back here when you pass through town to tell us some of the cool stories. Just stay alive. Yeah. Thank okay, you. Thank, thank you. you guys. Donald Schultz. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> I have to tell you something. I live by LaCroix. I have a refrigerator full of them. And if there's a healthier beverage alternative that we can get behind, it's LaCroix sparkling water, a calorie sweetener and sodium innocent beverage with nothing artificial. They have 24 flavors, including the new key lime and are confirmed to be derived from natural sources with natural fruit essences. We love the tangerine, uh, the currant. Actually, we love a lot of them really have one. I haven't had one that I don't like. They also include six LaCroix Curate flavors. Check these out. Uh, pineapple strawberry, appleberry, cherry lime, kiwi watermelon, blackberry cucumber, and cantaloupe pink grapefruit. All bolder flavors with the same innocent nutritionals. LaCroix sparkling water and LaCroix Curate sparkling water. Uh, they're gluten-free, vegan, kosher, non-GMO, and environmentally friendly. So get on board with the number one sparkling brand in the U.S., LaCroix sparkling water and LaCroix Kurate, Kurate, sparkling water. They're both available nationwide. For more information, join the LaCroix community on social media at LaCroix Water. Or check them out at LaCroixWater.com. That's L-A-C-R-O-I-X Water.com. LaCroix Sparkling Water, a healthy alternative for you and your lifestyle. 
Well, you're here. Might as well join us. Welcome to Zane's World. <laughs> Steve. <sighs> no way. Why can't no way. Why can't my best friend be Donald? I don't know. Or why because can't he would never be your we best friend because he's too cool. No, he's, he's a good friend. He's a very good friend of he's mine. He's too cool for you. Um, he he's very cool. He's also very busy. That's one of the yeah, issues. Yeah, he's very busy. Um, did we talk about when we jumped out of when we got into a hot air balloon and he jumped out of the hot air balloon? Uh, oh, that was him. Yeah, that was him. You were the Josh Higgins. Too? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. He's always, he's amazing. the one that's always sort of like uh, the ringleader for these things. But he's not a madman. Like you'd think of the stuff that he does, like jumping off of, off of buildings yeah. and base yeah. jumping, like all that, and reptiles. You think that he'd be a madman? But it's not, not just that. It's like he's like, hey, come with me and go up in these hot air balloons. We're gonna jump out and do a wingsuit and yeah. buzz by yeah. and. All this stuff, mm-hmm. which was already like a big day. It was very. And then, like at the end of the day, we all get out. We're hanging out. He's like, "You want to check out my rattlesnakes?" And he, opens the back of his so truck true. and pulls out all these rattlesnakes. That is, that is honestly oh, got. And you're just God. like, "What?" It's very emasculating mm-hmm. to hang out with Donald. This is my weekly top ten list, sponsored by Adventure Apparel. So we're working on a new adventure bag. We've actually been working on this for three years. And I'm supposed to get the the, the final prototype in the so mail. You always say final, 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 and then how you final, kick how, it back. How many final prototypes? Have I had? Tag them and tag them. Seventeen. <laughs> I work with three different companies, and we find. I mean, but this new company that we've been working with for a while has nailed it. But anyway, so we'll start. I would like a custom bag. Um, Something in pink. What's so special about your new bag? All you have to do is come to the meeting, Mel. You can make it in China. No, we don't, make, we don't make our stuff in China. Oh. Make it in Vietnam. <laughs> it's still really far from Vietnam. It's really far. It's really far. <laughs> but, but it's different. Um, Vietnam has the best, highest quality factories for like bags and that kind of thing. For anything. Um, Steve, Steve, it has, it's expandable to a, to a good degree um, where it can carry like your wet stuff and separate it. It's got all the stuff like you can carry a computer, or whatever. And then the it has a small bag that detaches from the big bag. So let's say you like you go to Rome. Have you been to Rome, Steve? Okay. Uh, not yet. Steve, let's say you're going to uh, Budapest. Yes. Okay. Budapest. Have you been there? I have. Yeah, great. And so yeah, thanks. So so you go there and you carry your bag on the plane, and then you get to the hotel. And right. you, you want to carry some stuff with you. So you don't want to, like, take out your computer and other things out of your bag and empty it on the bed. And what do you do? Like, and then take your bag with you, and then you have all your stuff loose. So what you do is you just throw your bag on the bed. You detach the smaller bag, and then you throw it in your back, and you take it with you. So it has a, a – Is it like a fanny pack? No, it's a backpack. It's a regular oh. backpack. It's just really oh. small and light, but, like, high quality, not like, you know, not like a crappy uh, small backpack. And then it also has a cooler in it. And beverage stuff, like I said, has all these cool, cool innovations. So anyway, um, does this, it have like a USB yes. charging thing? No, and I'll tell you why. That's a really good question because people bring that up to me a lot. It has okay. a place that you can keep that. Because then, if it breaks down, you can just get a new one and put it in. Here's there. a deal. I don't want to deal in electronics. So right. if you get something that that's faulty, doesn't work well, whatever, I, I didn't make it. I want to stand behind the stuff that I make. Plus, somebody's gonna sure. wash it, and then plus it's somebody's not gonna, gonna wash work, it, or it's gonna get wet, or whatever. Like that's not my that's not my problem. So there right. are places for you to have those kind of things, to, to you know to store them, but but that's up to you to go and buy one. So this is my top ten bucket list items from Africa. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. I want to go to Africa. I know. And so when I was doing the research on this, it was amazing. Like when you start looking at, first of all, how big the country is, I mean, that's kind of obvious, but like 
how vast and and how many like amazing uh, national parks and preserves they have. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing because when you think about Africa, mm-hmm. you think about the problems that they're having with with fighting. You think about um, problems they're having with poaching, and mm-hmm. and you really don't think about the positive things because those negative things are sort of making the news yeah. more often. So mm-hmm. in this this research, and some of these places I've been to, but in the research of these of these places, looking at these pictures, it's amazing. So adventure.com adv3 n-t-u-r-e so adventure.com the first e is a three because we plant three trees with every purchase if you go there it'll have everything i'm talking about in a list so if you want to read more about that go to adventure.com and, and click on the blog you can read all this stuff so uh number 10 on the list is the uh Susavili dunes can i look these up as you name them sure s-o-s-s-u-s V-L-E-I dunes. And they're in Namibia. You can just type type in dunes in Namibia. Okay. So so I went and shot here uh, when I was in Namibia. We went to the, the town nearby and then got on four-wheelers and drove from town along this trail. And then within, I don't know, 10 minutes, we were in the middle of dunes where you saw dunes like all around. Are they that red? Wow. Um, no, they weren't that they weren't that red. They, they were very ochre. They were deep. I've, it's probably a sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, they've developed over like millions of years. The tallest dune is 1,000. It's called Dune 7. It's 1,272 feet. It's massive. And you can ride right. like four-wheelers around in there and stuff like that. It's, it's, just, it's just amazing. Uh, number nine, Tabletop Mountain slash Cape Town because it's basically in Cape Town. In Cape Town. It's, it's, like, it's like a mountain range overlooking Cape Town. So Cape Town is the capital of South Africa. Great beach city. It's actually a pretty, it's a really nice city. It sort of reminds me of, this isn't a good analogy, but Los Angeles. What are you looking at, Mel? There's a cableway to the top where you can hike. In, uh, at uh, Tabletop. At Table Mountain. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Table Mountain. Yeah, so I did that when I was shooting. You took the cable car up? Yeah. Well, it's either that or hike. <sighs> it's a pretty significant hike. And that's a place where base jumpers go. So Donald Schultz has actually gone up there and, and, and jumped off of that. Um, so it's, 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 it's very, it's very, it's, it's a cool place. I think Cape Town will surprise people. It has, it has different sides to it. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's, it's not, it might look it's like. Not, it's not third world, you know, Africa. I think that's what a lot of people think. I mean, honestly, I mean, honestly, they have like the Cape Town flats, which are just like, um, you know, where a lot of people live. I mean, it's, it's kind of like first world meets third world if you want to call it that or or you know developing nation yeah. whatever meets a, a major metropolitan i mean it's it's a very interesting place and it also has um the robin island which is where nelson mandela was was held so you can actually go is over there is it a safe place to travel yeah yeah it is yeah. safe it's safe just like a lot of places you could you could find a not safe place there but sure. but if you but generally speaking it's safe all right so this is the the solio reserve Mel, if you're looking it up, S-O-L-I-O. It's a valley located between Mount Kenya and... It's just deserts and zebras everywhere. Exactly, and the rolling peaks of the uh, at the Aberdare Mountains. So it's so what's unique about it and why it's number eight, it's maybe not the most dynamic-looking place because mm-hmm. some of the places you'll see higher up in this list are, are really amazing to see. But they have about 250 black and white rhinos. And it's considered the best place in the world to see wild rhinos. And you better get there soon. It's a preserve. It's a preserve. It's a preserve. But listen, that's what they're there. Well, don't think that any rhinos exist outside of preserves. That's where they live. And so the poaching that happens happens in these preserves. 
You know what I mean? And and, and oh, the, the preserves do a, a a decent job, or they attempt to do a decent job of of uh, of protecting them. But I mean, you know, they can only work so hard. Uh, number seven, um, Mount Kilimanjaro. So Mount Kilimanjaro is is Africa's highest peak. It's actually the tallest freestanding mountain in the world, meaning that it's basically like like Tanzania is very it's pretty flat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be like it being in like you know, Nebraska, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's a mountain that's 19,341 feet. Mm, that's tall. And what lives on the... So when you're climbing up... So when you're climbing up... Yep. Have you been there? I've been to it. I haven't climbed it. Right. Um, that would be like a hero move like Donald no, would do. No. You know who did that? Uh, Simon. Simon Ford. Yeah. From Ford's Gin. And I'm nice. not... And I'm not saying that Simon's not in shape, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say that he's the most in-shape guy in the world. Mm-hmm. But he, he's average. How many Handsome. did he do over days? How many days? I think he did it over multiple days. I think, mm-hmm. but I think he had a Sherpa and he did it and he did it. It's not like it's not like climbing Everest. Everest. No, mm-hmm. no. We, right. we we were looking this up the other day. Like Everest, like I think it's what was the, the success rate is like fifty percent, and there's a large number of people that die every year. And in fact, there's two hundred unclaimed bodies that you can't find on, at the top of Everest because. Mm-hmm. When you get up there, I mean, you have to have oxygen and all that kind of stuff. I don't know what the situation is for, for uh, Kilimanjaro, but you must um, need oxygen. How tall is it? Nineteen thousand. Nineteen thousand feet. Yeah, but but um, as you climb through, you go you you start on, a, on the plains, which is where we were, uh, and then you go up through the rainforests and the sort of alpine meadows, and then it starts to like become more barren, looking like basically like the moon. But that's where you would find the uh, Jackson's chameleon, Mel. Oh, so I'm you, looking up right now. <laughs> so, you'd like to go, so you'd like to go. And then, cool. and then by the way, it. there are like shorter, easier hikes at the bo- at the at the base of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Just like day hikes. Day hikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you can go up, and there's and, and there's a lot of waterfalls, and you can climb up to the um, to the rainforest. Should go hike Kilimanjaro, dude. You should. should actually just go and do the whole thing. You should. When Mel, I mean, when I'll Mel's, go. well, you'll go. You're gonna pay for yourself to go, or is this something that involves me? Well, oh. Um, we could <laughs> if you put it like that. It's probably going to involve you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we would need to be in a situation where we knew that Mel's back had healed enough from her surgery. It says that the success rate of what Kilimanjaro Kilimanjaro is sixty one point three percent. Wow, that's very low. With seventy seven percent of attempts getting acute mountain sickness. Huh. Mm. That's cute. Like cute. Is that like, no, uh, like altitude sickness? It is like the altitude yeah. sickness. Uh-huh. The uh, you know when we were in uh, in Cusco, Peru, the altitude there was the, the gateway to Machu Picchu was eleven thousand three hundred. This is nineteen thousand three hundred. So, I mean, it's almost twice as high. But yeah. so I have to give I've more. I've been at twelve thousand. Yeah, I've and, been uh, at Snowbird in uh, Utah. Yeah, what was it in, in Park City? You and I got like maybe that was a nine, eight eight or nine thousand. Yeah, I mean, I think the the town is at sixty five or seven. I have to give but, more credit to Simon Ford. I apologize. I didn't realize. I thought it was easier than it is. You're saying the success rate is only like sixty one percent because people get. Um, There's also a high high risk of uh, bacteria from human feces on the mountain. Okay. <laughs> Well, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of things. Improper disposal of hey, human waste on hey, the mountain. Hey, that's why it's number seven. All right, number, maybe, they, maybe they had a government shutdown. Number <laughs> six. Number six is Egypt, specifically Giza, and then the Valley of the Kings, which are not right next to each no, other. But I just not. assume that if you go to one, you're going to go to the other. Yeah, so if you go, if you're going to Giza, you're going to go to Luxor. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you take the 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 river, I guess, yeah, the, I think the it's Nile. A river, yeah. yeah, and there's like a river cruise you can take down there. I think it's a few days, whatever. Um, is uh, is is Africa that different, like say Egypt to Tanzania? I mean, it's like the the is it just a, like a different world? Or I mean, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah? I mean, you can cover everything. Like Florida to to Alaska or something. Uh, I mean, sure. I mean, look, it's if if you're talking about South Africa at the at the bottom. Um, that's sort of arid-ish, like, again, like, very, very much like Los Angeles. Then you're working your way through the plains, but then when you get in the middle to, like, Rwanda and Uganda and, and the Congo and stuff like that, I mean, it is, it is the, the, the biggest rainforest in the world, I believe. I don't, I don't know if the Amazon, What's I don't left, know. You mean? What's that? What's left of it? Right? What's left of it mm-hmm. is, you know, the, the area that it covers. I mean, inside, well, I'll get to that in a second, but inside of there, there are several, like, uh, national parks that protect the apes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's but they're in different countries: Rwanda, Uganda, and like I said, the Congo. So, um, so yeah, I mean, if you go to to Giza, the Valley Valley of the Kings, you go to uh, basically to Cairo, mm-hmm. which we were going to go and shoot there for four sheets, mm-hmm. and then you talk to a Navy SEAL friend, right? I think when they're Navy SEALs, you're not allowed to say their name uh, mm-hmm. for some reason, nope. and and, uh, and so out of, out of respect. And um, he said, "Don't and do it." Safety. Yeah, he, he said, said, "Don't go." Absolutely not. Um, Dangerous. Yeah, All right, I'm not going. So, well, man, I mean, it's not any better now. But um, so, anyway, going down into the um, you know the pyramids, the pyramid of the of King Cheops was uh, from 2650 BC. And it was 2.5 million blocks of limestone. It's That's pretty on amazing. my bucket list. It's on mine too. I think at some point you yeah. got to just you got to just hard. yeah we got to get there somehow. Maybe but... maybe saying bite the bullet's not the best 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 yeah. term. Uh, uh, number five, and they get I think they're getting maybe more into Mel's wheelhouse. Uh, number five, Victoria Falls. So that's on the the border between Zambia and Zimbabwe on the Zambezi River, mm-hmm. um, and it's 350 foot waterfalls. Uh, it's also called called the cloud that thunders, and it's twice the amount of Niagara Falls of both of Niagara Falls. Wow, Steve, if you why well, take a, a sip of water? Why don't you tell people about Niagara Falls? Niagara Falls is uh, it's on the border of Canada and the United States. That's it's, good. I'm uh, back. So <laughs> apparently, it was first seen by a European, David Livingston, I presume. Doctor Livingston, I presume. Uh, in 1855. Let me Google him real the quick. Falls? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then there, it has seasons. So from December to March, the 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 falls are much bigger because it's the rainy season. But they say that it's also, you know, there's a lot of like cloud and mist in that time, so more of an obscured view. But you can go to the bottom, mm-hmm. and you can take uh, a sunset cruise beneath the falls. I assume a safe area, and then you can also like canoe or raft down there. It sounds, mm-hmm. sounds very scary. Amazing. Yeah. Are there alligators in the water? Yeah, they're everywhere. It's a rainforest. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Mel, look this up. Virunga, V-I-R-U-N-G-A National Park. It's uh, the eastern border of the Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, minutes away from Uganda, like I was saying, that this whole little area of uh, trifecta there. Uh, founded in 1925 by uh, King Al- uh, Albert of Bel- Belgium. It was the first national park uh, in Africa. And uh, it's most famous for the mountain gorillas, but it also has the Tongo chimpanzees. And then you can go to the very top to see a, a glowing lava lake. So the lava underneath the lake, I guess at night you can see it glowing. But there's like, have you seen gorillas in the wild? I have not. I have not. 
You know, probably don't want to, right? It's like kind of like seeing a bear, maybe. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I definitely would want to go, but um, and I'm, I'm not frightened. Although I guess the thing is, you're not supposed to look at them, and you're, you're supposed to be like, there's a lot of rules. They say when you get close, you're not supposed to look sure. them in the eye. But so I, yeah, so I'm sure there's a danger to it. But um, do you look them in the eye? <laughs> would I? Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. Of course I would. I mean, how could you not? Okay. <laughs> What am I gonna do? How would you, what am I, mean, I gonna do? You'd have to the, look at his eyes to make sure you weren't looking at his eyes. I know. Boom, how, you're how, at his how would you? What am I gonna do? Look at him in, in, in the nipples, and he'd be like, "Why are you looking at my 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 moves, Bo? Bo?" Yeah, but I mean, all right. Let's just say you're looking at his chest, yeah. and you just gaze up a little bit, and he catches you, and you, you're you're done. You're done. You're he done. will track you down. You're done. So, but the catch is, is that those are that area is not super stable politically. So, again. An issue. Where uh, what, what place is? Well, not number three, which is Madagascar. I think politically it might be stable, but environmentally it's not. So it's a huge island uh, off the coast of Africa, I think right off of Zanzibar. And it's home to thousands of animal species that are found nowhere else, like lemurs. Uh, and there's rainforests, there's beaches, there's reef. It's, it, look at the pictures of it. It's really amazing. Yeah, I it also saw has, the movie. <laughs> what are zebras and giraffes because i don't think there's zebras and giraffes in and, and lions in Madagascar. In yeah really cool. they talk i don't think so um it has the uh mal look this up uh avenue of the uh baobabs so b you know what it is okay yeah. it's a it's, it's, it's it's a dirt road lined by these just amazing trees you've seen for, yeah oh baobab mm -hmm. yeah see there you go um number two almost at the top the great migration mm-hmm uh, with the wildebeest, they make the the the, the trek mm -hmm. uh, more than a million of them, mm -hmm. and several hundred thousand zebra. It's an annual migration. Like, apparently, there's so many of them mm -hmm. that it just happens all year. Like by the time the the back gets there, the mm -hmm. the front is ready to leave again. It goes up through the Serengeti. Yeah, quite a I think production. I can see this on planet Earth. Yeah, yeah, you can see this. Is it like uh, geese flying south for the winter. Yeah. I mean, by what standard, Steve? Like in what? I don't know. They're just—they're all just migrating. It's a migration. If you, if you mean, is it like a migration? Yes, it's a migration because I just said it's the Great Migration. Um, yeah. So, so sense. then number one, these are tough. How do you feel about my rating? Did it get more exciting as I got closer? Uh, no, I kind of—I I mean... think you peaked at the pyramids. <laughs> peaked at no. Come on. I guess it depends the kind of person you are. If you're more of a historical person, or if you're more of a naturalist, is a naturalist someone who go walks around naked? No. I mean, uh, to go see gorillas is probably number Everything I started looking up, the first thing that comes up is like Bad stuff? death and killed and, yeah. you know, like yeah. illegal poaching. Yeah. So it's like, it's hard to handle. So great to think of yourself as going there now before anything, before the, the demise. Unfortunately, some people go there, big game hunters, and go there with the intention of being like, oh, I want to get the last lion. If you're a dentist. So anyway, number one, Serengeti National Park in northeast Tanzania. Uh, the word Serengeti means endless plains. Uh, and I think this is – I think up there you can catch part of that great migration. So maybe they're com combined. But uh, cheetahs, leopards, giraffes, lions, uh, elephants, buffalo, gazelles. Safari. Baboons. Like so So I was up, I was up in Tanzania uh, at the – uh, at a when we were shooting three sheets, and um, we stayed. It's funny we, we got there later on, and I didn't see anything at night. We, you know, and then we stayed in our sort of lamp tents. You know what I mean, like like wood, canvas tents. Yeah, things, canvas yeah. with wood floors, whatever. Yeah. That I would like, and then of course before you know they said, oh, make sure you bring a a flashlight to the bathroom because there's poisonous snakes. 
What the heck? What about it's, lions? Well, no, like they have. So the camp, the camp. Where is the bathroom? It's in your tent. But, but what do you mean the snakes will go in your tent? Because it's warm, and I was just like, okay. I mean, okay, that's fine. Like I'll man up and all that. But like, isn't isn't another warm place like my bed? Yeah. So of course I'm like the first Dude, night I did not. Sleep. What if it's small, small and you don't see it? Like, so you really gotta check. So if you wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, Jeez. you have to touch, take your flashlight and check out. Every well, corner. here's what you do: you have the flashlight on because it's by your your nightstand, right? Okay. And then you like then you before you put your, out. before you put your feet yeah. on the ground, you have to like bend. You have to lay on the bed and bend underneath around. and look underneath look to see if there's any snakes you. underneath your bed before you yeah. put your feet down. If you down. find a snake, what are you going to do? Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> just I run? Think, is there a bell? I think there was a bell. Oh, my somewhere. God. An alarm. And if you wanted to take a shower, then you needed to let them know, and they would go heat up water and put it like in an elevated tank next to yeah. your, you know, but it smelled yeah. like sulfur. You know. I wouldn't have showered. It was, it was glamping. Because glamorous camping. I'm really good at not showering, so I'd probably be okay. You actually are really good. You've got, you've, 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 like you've, got, you've gotten really good at it. Um, and so, um, but the next morning when we woke up, before we even started shooting, Peter, who, who's running running the camp, it was his, his place, he said, you want to go, you guys want a quick tour? Like, yeah. So hop in his Land Rover with the chop, top chopped off and just seats, you know, like that kind of thing. A 110 or a 90? Uh, no, a Land Cruiser, like a Toyota. Oh. Uh, sorry. Did, did I say you see Land any snakes? I saw no snakes. But as soon as we opened his gate and drove through it, which was like 30 yards away from where my tent was, and you get out into basically, which is the, near the Serengeti, and but it protected land that was all, I guess, his. But he couldn't buy. He needed to buy it with someone who was um, you know, oh God, from, 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 from Tanzania. Of course it was. But they owned like, I don't know, it was 10,000 acres. Mm-hmm. And, they had, and they had all these mountain peaks around, and someone was at each mountain peak looking for poachers mm. and they were all talking on radio the whole time. And so we, we, we opened, they opened the gates and we go through and there was a family or a, I don't know what you call them, like, like 50 baboons mm. and <laughs> impala and zebras mm-hmm. and then giraffes. Mm-hmm. And then he radioed into one of the guys in the mountain peaks and he said, um, do you see any elephants? So we could go find the elephants. And like, it was just, it was just amazing. And we were just, wow. we weren't even shooting. We were just tooling around. And they're just, just kind of monitoring everything. They are monitoring both for their guests and also to make sure that poachers don't come on and, you know, and kill anyone. 24 hours? 20, 24 hours. Wow. It wasn't terribly expensive. Yeah. Well, thanks. Is that, is that a resident <laughs> line chiming in there? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Two honorable mentions on that. Uh, Marrakesh. Which is in um, in uh, Morocco. You go and like see the snake charmers and all those markets. Like, you yeah, know, Jasmine just went there, and she said it was amazing. Everyone who yeah. goes there says it's amazing. It's, it looks a little scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the uh, Lake uh, Nakuru National Park, where they have one million flamingos. Wow, <laughs> a lot. It's pretty amazing. Well, that so yeah, must be if, a if migration. You the, if you see that, well, well, no, they just kind of hang out that lake. They don't migrate. They migrate from one side of the lake to the other. Okay. Is that what you meant? Is that what you meant? Yeah, they're like crisscross, go, you know, the <laughs> yeah, south yeah. side. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So thank you to our guest, Donald Schultz. Make sure you follow Donald Schultz uh, at Donald Schultz or at, at Snake Farm. Uh, farm smelled, spelled, smelled, smelled. Yeah, sure. Why not? Smell with a pH for, for snake uh, pharmaceuticals. Make sure you, you uh, oh, you know what? We'll do it next week. Next week, we'll take some callers. Call 855-HEY-ZANE and leave us some questions. We will talk to you soon. Hey, Steve, you want to uh, close with anything? 
Uh, I already well, hung up, bro. Nothing's really eating me. I'm, oh, you know, yeah, the I, I don't want to be so negative. I'm, I'm pretty happy and, and thankful, so I'm not really going to go down that road to this week. Usually I do the whole eating Steve thing. I was trying to keep it short. Like, what's eating Steve? Well, what's yeah. short? Because he said nothing because he's trying to yeah, nothing. Right how's, now. how's that for short? Stupid, pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, I can't see you right now, but you look great, bro. Yeah, me All too, right. buddy. All Keep right. on losing that yeah. weight. All right, I'll, 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 I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Zane's World. Check out new episodes every Wednesday exclusively at Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to tell your friends and don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Attention podcast fans, the doctor is in. Join celebrity addiction expert Dr. Drew Pinsky as he takes your calls and talks all things health, sex, relationships, and drug addiction. I love doing it. It's my chance to really dig into people and uh, find out what makes them tick. It's a privilege to be able to spend that time really getting in deep. Check out the Dr. Drew podcast every Thursday on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over 10,000 wine grape varieties worldwide? Here's to thousands of gift possibilities. My go-to holiday wine is Chardonnay. I love it with turkey and potatoes. Pile on the gravy. Let me show you our more than 8,000 party-perfect wines that are in your budget and out of this world. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers!